thank you to Wicked Good Soul for supporting this episode of Rogue and Reasoned. We've all been there, right? Struggling with a career choice, relationship challenge, or other life valley, and needing a little direction? Wicked Good Soul offers soul readings, astrological consultations, and other spiritual resources to help guide you through those times. I have to say, I personally gained a lot of insight about my journey through my reading and love the earth-based, comprehensive approach Wicked Good Soul embodies. Ready to dive in? Visit www.wickedgoodsoul.com, complete the booking form to schedule your session, and use code ROGUE20 at checkout for 20% off. Don't forget to connect on social media also at Wicked Good Soul. Hi guys, welcome back to Rogue and Reasoned. I'm your host, Laura Swan Siegman. Right now, I'm sipping on a chai tea and about to chat it up with you about a very important business topic in the midst of a very gloomy winter morning. I enjoy a good gloomy day here and there, you know, turn on a few softer lighting lamps, maybe put on a fire and pour a warm drink. But man, a whole string of those days, aka winter, gets rough. My coworker and I, I mean, Marshall, my dog Marshall, are definitely getting a little cabin fever over here, and I'm very grateful for my vitamin D supplements because it definitely helps my mood during seasons like this. If you get those winter blues also, have your vitamin D levels tested and find out what amount you might need to supplement because, man, it is a thing. Anyways, if you're like me, a small business owner and entrepreneur, you likely just finished up your fourth quarter financials for 2021 and submitted those fun quarterly tax payments. Gag. And it might have started you thinking about how you want to add to those earnings in the coming year, grow and bring in more. But how? Maybe that means bringing in additional new, different, higher paying clients. Maybe that means adding a product or a service to your brand's arsenal. Maybe that focuses on finessing what you already offer. But there is one very important thing that is key to any of those paths. It is something your clients crave, something they want so bad, and they're just waiting for you to give it to them. Should we cut to the chase and stop the suspense? An experience. That's it. They want a memorable, positive, transformative experience with you, your brand, and your offerings. And they'll pay for it. you think really hard right now about what experience means to you, how much you value it. We all have a value system for our experiences. I mean, think about it. You respect that your fast food is cheap because that's what you're there for. Basic food, not the experience. You're not expecting chandelier lighting, spotless floors, and upscale bathrooms in exchange for that $5 value meal. In fact, you'll deal with that smeared ketchup in your booth and straw wrappers scattered on the ground because it's only $5. If you even go in, it's probably more of a drive through eat-in-your-car kind of moment. And that can work for a chain place that has spent years figuring out ways to drive down their costs. Maybe don't set up their employees wonderfully and work them as much as they can, and oftentimes don't even get your order right. It's just about convenience and an addicting french fry. In contrast, you're willing to pay $15 for a burger. Three times the amount plus a tip 
for a better product and the experience of sitting at a well-styled table, having someone pour you tap water and offer to do the dishes for you. For you and I, our business isn't going to be built off a $5 product with no experience attached to it. Our overhead costs are different. Our staff is small, and by small, I mean it's just me over here and a few things I hire out for. And we don't want to work long hours with no breaks. What we want is high-dollar value products with less work. And we can do that by creating an experience for our clients. Large client packages are my biggest moneymaker. I sell more expensive things than I ever have downloadable $20 guides. Why? The $20 guide is a one and done. They buy the product and that's it. After that, you have no control if they even open it, use it properly, or benefit from it. If they don't do any of those things, guess what? They blame you because that's easiest. And then they never purchase from you again because they had a bad experience. That $20 guide might have been gold, but you lost your control of it. And you'll likely need to sell at least 10, if not more of them, to even break even on your time investment in creating it. Now, products like this aren't bad. Um, Some have mastered creating an experience around it, and they can be a passive form of income for your business, a one and done thing. But it has to be done really well and still include an experience for it to be successful. I do want passive income avenues in my business, but I also want active income. Really fucking active. Like just snorted a pixie stick kind of active. And the way to do that is through creating an experience. So today, I want to talk with you about how to do that in your business so that you can scale and reach your client, customer, and financial goals this year and beyond. First, we need to do two housekeeping things. Numero uno is identifying a quality product or service to create your experience around. It needs to solve a problem or do something for someone that they aren't capable of or perhaps willing to do for themselves. It has to have value. It can't be a 99-cent cheeseburger. Second, and I say this a lot, you might have heard me talk about this on other podcast episodes, You have to know your audience. If you don't truly know who your audience is, you won't be able to design shit for them. So think hard about those items, and when you're ready, create an experience just for them. Not just an experience you want, one that fills their cracks. You may or may not have noticed, but I've been using the word CREATE because that's the acronym I want to share with you today to help you build that experience for your clients. One that brings in good money. C-R-E-A-T-E. And we're going to go in order here, obviously. So starting with C. This stands for contact. Your audience's experience begins the first time they make contact with you or your offerings. They can come into contact with you in varying ways. So it's important to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward in all of those areas. Is your website up to par? How do your social media pages look? Do you have a business Twitter account from 2014 you haven't touched since the day you set it up and should be deleted? What does your product's packaging look like? Is your business card designed in Microsoft Word? All of this involves branding. You need consistent, aesthetically pleasing brand elements all throughout your business and contact points. 
Investing in proper branding for your business is an absolute must before you do anything else. It can be as simple as them literally contacting you, like through phone, email, or whatever other means you use. It is very important to have clear, branded communication also, an appropriate voicemail, an auto-reply to their message after they submit your contact form, the email they reach out to, sorry, but blueeyes1445 at hotmail.com isn't going to work for your brand. Make that initial contact impeccable. Additional support for this episode is brought to you by Verb Energy. In need of a little morning boost or afternoon pick-me-up, Verb Energy's bite-sized bars pack as much caffeine as a shot of espresso, just without the coffee jitters. Actually, they are made with organic green tea and come in flavors like cookie butter, red velvet cake, salted peanut butter, and lemon raspberry. And at just 90 calories, we can all continue to try and be our best selves in 2022. Are you in? Snag your 16-bar starter pack and get over 50% off using my exclusive link in the show notes for this episode. Be sure to follow them on Instagram at Verb Energy and show off your favorite flavor in your stories and posts. Moving along to the letter R, we then need to focus on the response they receive after initiating contact. What happens then? How long do they need to wait to get a response? When they do, what is it? For direct communication, developing your response to all types of inquiries is super important. In fact, I encourage you to develop standard and, of course, editable and customizable, quote-unquote, scripts for your business. This is not so that you sound like a robot but so that you are consistent in the information you provide. Your writing style, punctuation, and spelling have all been looked over and to help ease your workload and time commitment. Systems in business are everything. And when you execute your response, aim to do it within a reasonable time frame. Set up that auto-reply to ensure them that their inquiry has been received and when they can expect a response if you're not regularly checking your email. Otherwise, just be as timely as possible, waiting no more than 48 hours on business days. Actually, I think it's best to shoot for within 24 hours on business days. And I say business days because we all need boundaries and time off. You don't need to reply at 11 p.m. on a Tuesday night. But if you're working Wednesday and they emailed you on Tuesday, try to reply on Wednesday by the end of your business day. When considering other forms of initial contact, such as them discovering your website, think about what response they are getting there. Is there an invitation for them to take a step further with you? Is it welcoming? And that leads us to E, energy. What energy are you bringing to the experience? Are you saying, this is my product, it's $1,200, buy it? Or are you bringing a motivating, positive energy to the table that showcases how transformative your product, service, or offering will be? No one wants to walk into a room full of dead fish. Remember, they are willing to pay for a memorable experience. Big bucks. So make them remember your energy. If you seem annoyed that they are contacting you, are super short in your response, if you have no content on your website, you're just coming off like a dud. If you go to a restaurant and the waiter is so nice from the beginning, makes you feel welcome, makes great suggestions, and gets your order right, you're willing to overlook them maybe being a little delayed and checking on you because a restaurant is so busy and you're still tipping well. 
If in that same restaurant you had a waiter that didn't smile, sighs when you ask for more ketchup, and generally has a piss-poor attitude, you sit and talk with your table about how shit this was, and you're likely not tipping all that well. Same restaurant, two different experiences. The energy you put out also matters to the type of client or customer that you'll eventually retain. Energy attracts energy. If you have shit energy, you'll attract a shit buyer. Whether it's in person or virtually, smile. Look at them directly in their literal or figurative eye. Next up is A, your approach. This is all about you, entrepreneur. Your approach is your style of doing whatever it is that you do. How you intend to deliver your product, service, or offering. Is it one-on-one coaching or a group? Do you have a lively, tapas-style environment or a quiet, intimate, candlelight-type restaurant? Do you have a system unique to you? Your approach is about your flair, but it's also about your process. Your clients want to feel guided and safe during their experience with you. So when you get a business inquiry, are you able to convey to them that the next steps are X, Y, and Z and what that looks like for them? Do you have structure for them to follow? They don't want a rickety and risky roller coaster ride. If they are going to be all in and pay you the big bucks, they have to feel it's worth it. Then for T, we have timeline. What are the time parameters of their experience with you or your product? How long are you actively with them? How long can their experience with your product, service, or offering last? When you go into a restaurant, there's a process we all kind of know for the most part. We know we'll likely be there for one to two hours. We base our decision to go there because of their approach, aka me judging the fuck out of their website, social media pictures of their food and reading reviews, and anticipate a fun, positive experience in exchange for payment for a set amount of time. And service, of course. Side note, price accordingly. If you have an offering that really doesn't involve much interaction with you, but will transform your customer's life for years to come, can be used over and over or otherwise, price it for that. Don't price it for that one hour you spend on it. Think of all the hours it can be applied. If your offering is a boring 10-minute downloadable read that gives them one very basic useful tip, then yeah, that's worth $5. The point is, be clear with your timeline and create a timeline that is right for your audience. Remember, this involves knowing the down and dirty details of your ideal customer and will deliver a great experience for them. For me, I most often have a three-month timeline when working with my branding and website clients. It gives them a partner. It gives us the necessary time to establish their brand properly for my specific approach and for us to follow up to make sure everything is perfect once complete. This will be different for every business. We just want to create a great one to add to their experience. Finally, last but not least, we have the letter E. Execution. Even the best laid plans, ones that consider all those other letters, can go awry. Because of poor execution. How you execute what you promise to do, how you promise to do it, and within the time frame you promise to do everything cannot be overlooked. The acronym is not CREATE, it's CREATE. You need that final letter. Execute, execute, execute. Make it happen. 
Make their execution possible too. Make it easy for them to pay. Make it easy for them to access what they paid for. And then follow through on your product, service, or offering. If you do it with value in mind, if you do it by creating an experience, this execution will result in you being able to charge more, earn more, retain quality customers, get referrals, and attract new business. That's the vibe we all want for the year, right? So this week, make time to create that acronym, a great experience for your client. They are craving it. They want it so bad and they want to pay you for it. Remember, contact, response, energy, approach, timeline, and execution. Use it. See what results you can get from it. And let me know your thoughts on it. I want to hear. And it's hard out there as an entrepreneur, as a self-starter. We don't get a lot of encouragement or feedback. So I want you to know that I'm rooting for you. I believe in you and hope our chat today can help your business grow in some way. You've got this. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. And if you did get something out of our chat today, please consider taking 60 seconds to leave a positive rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It would really mean a lot to me and will help other people discover and experience our weekly chats as well. I'll be back in your app soon with another brand new episode of Rogan Reason. Talk then. To learn more about me, your host, and the Rogan Reason podcast, visit www.lauraswanseekman.com slash podcast and follow along on Instagram at Rogue Reason Podcast.